the so most don't think you'll regret it. I've ever done was like dye my hair a different color. Three-year-olds do that. <laughs> and I'm telling you, it was enough for me. Welcome to Too Much, a podcast where we tackle issues of the world and some topics of lesser grandeur. Let's see what's on the agenda for this week. Hi, I'm an angry chef that only curses at my staff in Klinon, Michael. (laughs) And I'm Nicki Minaj's newborn son, Cody. I was going to say that. I told you. I was literally, (laughs) my first thing was going to be, hey, I'm Nicki Minaj's new son, Brian McKnight Petty. Brian McKnight Petty. (laughs) That's the name, people. Oh my gosh. Do you remember the other day I sent you a photo of this child I thought was her son? Yes, and I said, that is not her son. I I don't know why I thought it was. It was on Twitter, and the post looked like it came from her Instagram. You are one of those like old people who falls for scams on Facebook. <laughs> like, yes, it had her profile picture, but it was and I like Miss Petty. I'm like, oh, it must be Nicki. It must be Nicki. But like the handle was like Nicki Minaj with two J's or something, or like an I'm ease. not paying attention to that. You don't pay attention to the details exactly. Not on Instagram and Twitter. Like, who cares? It was a really cute baby, though. I saw she even retweeted it. I think later that day, and she's like. Like, wow, 100,000 likes? This is not my kid. Yeah, I saw that. She was like, 116,000 likes? This is not my kid? Please delete it. Yeah, exactly. I was like, oh, so it's not her kid. Because I was telling you when I saw it, wow, I'm not a fan of celebrities taking photos and post-publishing them so early in the birth. Because sometimes kids need a little while to bake properly before they should be photographed and published. But that baby was so cute. I was like, her baby is such a cute kid it was an adorable photo whoever's baby that was and even like it was did it have like a head wrap on i know it was wrapped in like a baby blanket it was it had something over its head too it was cute yeah it was really cute oh speaking of nikki she has a new song out it's a remix again i mean obviously yes (laughs) that's all she does when i saw it i didn't i didn't realize it was that song that i know from like tiktok videos so then when i when it finally came out i clicked on it and i was like oh damn it's this song i mean the minute i saw her tweet choppa i'm like choppa the only thing that comes to my mind is that stupid tiktok dance i didn't know that's what it was called i Uh, guess i'm not on tiktok like the kids like the kids but i like it i i'm like it's fun like it's lyrical she's always lyrical she has really good wordplay yeah and she knows how to write a beat but it's also really fun i can't remember a lot of the lines i know that she talked about rapping when she's nine months pregnant and i listened to it once just once and i liked it i'm not listening to it again but if it comes up in my shop i think i downloaded it i'm not sure if i did but if i did it will come up in my shuffle at some point i'm wondering if it's you know how everyone's on this like oh let's make a tiktok song like remember drake did that like I right foot, so it. stupid. Oh but my god! It kind of makes me mad sometimes when people like purposely try to make a trend. Like I remember when Megan Thee Stallion put out her EP or whatever album, yeah, and she had this Captain Hook song, and she's like, "Oh, here's the dance to Captain Hook." Like everyone's gonna do the TikTok dance, and then like three weeks later, people were like, "Actually, no, no we're doing a Savage dance." <laughs> like it's like don't try to force the song on us and this whole thing. It's like just let it happen organically. So I kind of like that she's hopping on a remix for a song that's already happened organically and now i see people making videos for it with her verse but like i'm okay with it because it, it just seems more natural it's not like so forced it's pretty reminiscent of when she hopped on to that girl with the forehead the her girl song. with the forehead the one Rihanna? you like no no the one you like <laughs> the girl with the forehead who has a forehead the one that people have been canceling all summer that oh said she, doja cat yeah that said um covid isn't real until with she the caught forehead. it forehead oh my god 
I mean, yes. it is what it is. But the thing is, it's like, well, although I heard that Nikki did ask Doja to get on that song, she's not out here, like, asking people with hit records to hop on her song. Like, they most of the time reach out to her because when she's on a song, it always gets more streams. Yeah, because her stands really do support, which I love. And apparently love she's charging $500,000 for a verse these days. Smart. Yeah. Well, freaking I mean, genius. I would too. She deserves that money. She's freaking amazing. But I remember when Monster came out and she's like 50k for a verse, no album out. And now she's got what, like four albums out and it's uh, 500k for a verse. Times that by 10, bitch. <laughs> That's going to be me one day. Better fuck with me now because my price is going up. Uh, doubt it. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> we just watched that thing on Netflix. Oh yeah, we just got finished watching um, The Trial of the Chicago 7. Yeah, which was very interesting. It was staged in 1968, I believe. Somewhere in the 60s, just, yeah. I guess, during the Vietnam War or shortly after? I think it was during. It was still going on. Mm. And this was when that president got shot, JFK. Shortly after, yeah. And yeah, it was very interesting. It was they, good. It, it was really good. It was a re- great, great cast. A lot of times I watch things and I'm very critical of the cast because I hate when I'm watching something and I don't feel like I'm seeing good acting. Yeah, I like when it's like uh, something like, obviously, Chicago 7, yeah. it had seven main people actually eight we found out it was yeah eight but but two of them were actually like not even really on trial they were just there to make up numbers yeah but it's nice when it's like okay i'm going into a movie and there's like a big like 10 people in the cast and they're all like really good actors who have been in great projects like outside of this like that's what was so good about like oceans eight and oceans 10 it's like these are all really great people that they got to come together true but in regards to oceans the oceans franchise they had all A-list actors, yeah. but for some reason, and it was all good acting, for sure. But I found the writing to be sucky. Okay, well, obviously Ocean's 8 is not... <laughs> like, this trial of Chicago 7, that's by, like, a really famous writer, or uh, Aaron Sorkin. So it's like, obviously the writing's gonna be really great. Yeah. Ocean's is like, let's do a heist movie. Those are I was so written. annoyed at when, it, when they kept put, putting out more and more of it, I was like, come on, guys, let's stop. Because they're really popular. They do, they're popular because, I mean, everybody on the cast has a following and they're going to watch their movies regardless. But it was also a good movie. I don't think so, though. Maybe the first one, but then after a while, I just got tired of it. I'm like... Okay, maybe the last one wasn't great, but... Don Cheadle doing this... Cheadle. Cheadle, sorry. Sorry, Don. Uh, doing this ridiculous British accent. I literally don't even remember anything about the movie, so I'm not following you here. Well... I just thought of it because of the the all-female one that came out with Rihanna. (laughs) That was an interesting one. Rihanna is great at fashion and putting out bangers. That's what I will say. I thought she was good in the movie. Which one of the movies? In the Oceans. I thought she was good in Oceans. Because remember she was in that Battleship movie? That that was not a great look. (laughs) And everyone panned her. And then she didn't do acting for a while. This was this was like she was pretty good. You know what? I'm gonna say it was okay because they gave her a role that was very relatable to her. She didn't have to step outside of herself too much. So it was fine. It was not bad. Yeah. You know what's crazy is it there must be um I never have never acted because I'm not a good actor other than like some stuff in school. But there must be something really hard about delivering lines because you see all these music superstars and they deliver fantastic performances in music videos yeah. when they just have to like 
look at the camera or look at their phone or like just look but then you see them on screen delivering a line and it's like just not believable but i would i believe when i watch rihanna music video i believe she murdered a man you see that's the thing because you're just mm. in a sense it's both acting and you're right it's weird that you can watch beyonce and rihanna in music videos and just believe like Beyonce and I'll drive her all up the partition. I'm like, yeah, you're a slut. Yeah. You know, you're that housewife yeah. that will get down when she needs to. You see Rihanna yes, in S&M and man down. And you're like, I feel it. Beyonce and Jason on the run. All of that. The acting looks really good in the music video when they're just mouthing words or they're just running and a camera is following them, but they're yeah. not really saying anything and delivering any lines. Yeah. And they have to be in front of multiple cameras and deliver an emotional line or whatever it is. It just does not resonate. It's funny because when I went to school for like media production yeah. and when I was in script writing class, my teacher said all of the best actors say the least amount of lines. Mm. Like he's like Clint Eastwood. If he gets offered a script, like the first thing he does is go through the script and be like, cut this, cut this, cut <laughs> like things that aren't relevant to the plot and don't need to be said. Like make me talk as little as possible. Yeah. Like I just want to be seen on screen. I will react with my face and my words need to like the words that I say need to really hit. That, that's smart. Right. That's but then really you smart. also love watching you love watching things and seeing someone deliver like oh, a monologue. I love a monologue. Viola Davis. Yes. Yeah. Listen, I could sit and watch Viola talk to herself for 15, 20 minutes. Yeah. Just like in a room crying with snot running out of her nose with her hair disheveled and just yes. panting. Like I can sit and watch her for 15 minutes. I remember I went to see Fences by myself because I was doing some research for I my watched job it for and Oscars. I was in love with the entire movie. I was in the theater crying by myself. <laughs> I'm like, oh my, she just makes you feel it. Everything. And Denzel, he's really good at that. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what? I actually preferred James Earl Jones's. Was it him? Yes. No. I don't remember if it was James Earl Jones that played that role before him or it was another older black guy. I think it's another older It's black another guy. one. I can see his face. I can't remember his name. Yeah, I can't remember. We're I'm going to Google it. Google confirmed it is James Earl Jones. Now this guy is an actor. Yeah. Lion King, Dark Vader. Yep. <laughs> Like, and he's still alive. Still alive. And he re-recorded his voices for the the last Lion King that came yes, out. Yes, he did. Although he didn't come to the studio. I saw him behind the scenes. They like had a recording in his house, I guess. I mean, at his age and his what he's done in his career, I'm not taking a car to the studio either. Oh, absolutely. I'm doing this in my house and that's that. But let's jump into some weird things happening in the world today. You love writing a Yelp review, right? Oh, yes. I, I'm not the type to give a review for every single thing, but I, if I feel very strongly about the service or product I received, I will leave a review, whether it was very good or very bad. If it was in between, I'm not bothering. Yeah, in between is fine. Because everyone just assumes that things are in between. So they want to yeah. know if it's one way or the other. Imagine you went to a hotel, you write a bad review, and then you're arrested and thrown in jail. Say what now? Yeah. <laughs> There's this guy. I think he's American. I think, I mean, it, they usually are. Um, tourist in Thailand. And he went to a hotel. And I guess they charged him. How much was it? I think they said it was like $16. Yeah, $16 of corkage fee to like bring his own bottle of wine and get it uncorked by them. And he thought the $16 was outrageous. Got that him. is outrageous. 
Is it? Is it sixteen dollars? Like sixteen whatever they no charge? sixteen like American dollars. That's some bull. I feel like that's how much they charge here to uncork a wine. Yeah, I've never had that done for me before. But if that's the case, it's ridiculous. Well, it's cheaper than buying a bottle from the restaurant. If I'm going to buy a bottle of wine from a restaurant, I can get it for probably eighteen to twenty dollars on the cheaper end. Really? Yeah, on the, on the cheaper end. Yeah. Well. So the cost of unscrewing it should not be similar to the cost of a bottle. But that's the point, because they passed a law so that you could bring your own wine to restaurants, but then they charge a a corkage fee so that it deters people from bringing their own wine. It's cheaper, but it's not that much What if I just bring one of those wines that does not need a cork? It's just like you wring the top off like a bottle, and I just pour it myself. I think they still charge a quote-unquote corkage fee. You see, guys, that's why you need to learn to cook and stay the hell home. (laughs) But anyways, he got in a fight with them, wrote a bunch of bad reviews on TripAdvisor. Some of them TripAdvisor wouldn't even post. Oh, so he was going off. Some of them the hotel reported to TripAdvisor and they got deleted. But anyways, the... um, I guess they're called Taiwanese. Mm -hmm. The Taiwanese government um, charged him and arrested him. He was in jail for like two days because they have certain laws under like talking bad about people on the internet that are apparently super restrictive there. I can see that happening there. I feel like we always hear stories coming out of Thailand of like, like I remember, I think when I was in elementary school, there was like um, a Canadian who like spit on the ground when they were in Thailand. I've heard of that. And they got arrested. I've heard of that. So it's like, Thailand's just a different culture. (laughs) It is. And that's why it's super important that you research wherever you're going before you go. Exactly. Anytime I'm traveling, I need to know what I'm allowed to do, what the customs are culturally, socially, everything. Because I'm not about to go. I see too many things online, like locked up abroad. I'm not trying to be that guy. Locked up abroad. I'm not trying to have that happen to me where I'm thinking it's okay to walk and like wave at strangers and with a smile and then it's like, no, we don't do that here. Yeah. And no shade to Americans, but I feel like they just think that they can be American wherever they are. Oh, yeah. And for some reason, I don't know why they don't know this, but no one likes you. Exactly. So don't come through being your brash American self and not respecting any customs. Right. And everywhere they go, they have a tendency to be like, well, do you know who I am? I am American and I have all (laughs) these rights. And you're like, you're not on your soil anymore. Exactly. You don't have any say here. This is different. But that's $16. It's crazy. One. And it sucks. He he had to get locked up. But if I go abroad and someone overcharges me, I'll just be like, well, lesson learned. Never again. And I move on. Mm Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well, now apparently they're uh, trying to settle out of court and put it behind them. Ugh, not going to have me in jail. <laughs> What's your um, favorite candy? Oh, this is hard because I, I love a few of them. I like Snickers, uh, Milky Way, and anything really with chocolate, nuts, and caramel inside. I was going to say, so chocolate's not really candy. <laughs> I mean, it's all candy to me. Yeah, for sure. All under the same umbrella. Do yeah. you like um, black licorice? Uh, you know, my stepmom used to bring us to, to buy us a lot of licorice. And I was never a big fan of it. Now that I'm older, I can have red licorice, but I don't want the black one. It's I, a little bit too bitter. Yeah, I like le- red licorice. Hate black licorice. I even hate fennel that smells like black licorice. Mm. Like that, if you put that in my meal, that's... That is so disgusting. But there's um, a Massachusetts man who overdosed on black licorice. 
Say what now? Yeah, he actually like <laughs> medically overdosed on black licorice. That's too much. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Apparently, um, let me read this. Let me read this properly. I, I can't know, even read it. I want to know what the properties in black licorice exactly. are. Exactly. The candy contains glycerizic acid, which caused his potassium levels to plummet. Hold on. Hey, Alexa, what is glycerizic acid? Hmm. I don't know that one. Oh, Alexa, glyceric acid. Is it acid? Yeah. You just play songs by sick puppies. You'll oh my god. Okay, Alexa, stop. Dots. So Alexa is no help. This is what Siri has. Glycerin is the chief sweet tasting a constituent of glyceria, glabra root. Structurally, it is a saponin used as a emulsifier and gel forming agent in foodstuffs and cosmetics. So I, I don't know much. You were going to summarize that. I mean, that's what it says. I I haven't done chemistry in years. I can't summarize what all of this is. It's hard to say whether or not this can cause you to overdose on it, but I can't imagine how much he he had to eat. You know. They said there's a doctor, I guess, who said even a small amount of licorice can increase your blood pressure. How much sugar is in freaking licorice? I know. Well, not sugar, whatever this glycerin, whatever is. Okay, I need to start reading like the ingredients. He was my... he collapsed while he was at a restaurant, and this was a few weeks after he had switched from red licorice to black licorice. I don't feel like that's the big thing to cause that. Well, he reportedly eats a bag of candy a day. But I guess there's, I guess red licorice doesn't have as much of this stuff as black licorice does. So are they saying that in his blood report or whatever test they ran, this thing showed abnormally large amounts in his body and that's what caused him to collapse? Yeah, I guess so. But even it's not like it's new with him. I guess it's a proven thing. The U.S. Food and Drug Administration says that if you're 40 years of age and eating two ounces of black licorice a day for at least two weeks, you could land in the hospital with an irregular heart rhythm or arrhythmia due to the presence of this compound found in the candy. Oh my God. And yet they're still selling it. But then again, what adult over 40 is sitting down eating all that freaking licorice every day? Exactly. <laughs> Everything in oh moderation. My God. This guy is crazy. I hope he's okay now. I want to thank you all so much for listening to this podcast. It really means a lot to me. Uh, also, I have a YouTube channel also called Too Much. And I would love for you to go over there, check out my videos. I react to Drag Race, I post vlogs, and I do so much more. The topic for today is age uh i have a question for you at what age do you feel like you should have your entire life put together i don't feel like there's an age you don't no i feel like that's such a traditional way of thinking like people used to very their lives mm. were very segmented and obviously people had shorter life expectancies as well so it was like oh you're out of school then you focus on career and family yeah men careers women family it's like okay i've been graduated for a few years i should be looking at getting married now you're married within the first couple of years you get pregnant with your first kid but i don't think about that anymore like i'm i've been out of school for four years i'm not even in a serious relationship right now so obviously there's no kids on the way so it's just like it doesn't really matter sometimes i think about things and i'm like i feel like maybe at this age that i am i'm 26 
I think. I don't know. Who keeps track of age? Age doesn't really matter to me. Anyways, let's pretend I'm 26. And uh, sometimes I'm like, man, I maybe I should be further along in my career. Like maybe I should be hustling harder because I don't have like a romantic life right now. So maybe I should be super focused on my career and pushing that further. And maybe it's not as far as it should be. But then I'm like, I'm 26. I'm working kind of in my dream job, although I'm like in a transition period right now where I'm like in a position that I don't like, but I'm still in my dream field. Yeah. And going in the direction that I want to be. So shouldn't I be happy with, with that? Like I know people who are still working part time, still doing jobs that aren't in the field that they want because they're waiting for the field that they want to open up. I know people who are still in school. If you're a doctor, you're still going to be in school for way more years past where I am. So I don't know. I don't think we should be comparing our like our, our markers, like our checkpoints in life to other people. Agreed. You shouldn't be comparing yourself to anyone else. Everyone's journey is different. But to that, to my question, I feel like at least 42 to 45, you should be comfortable with where you're at at that point. When I say are, if you're where you're, you want to be in life at a certain age, I mean, at this point in your life, whether it is you want kids or not, you're comfortable with that. Whether it is you like the job you're in or not, you should be comfortable with that. Whether it is you're in a living situation that you like, you should you should just be comfortable with most aspects of your life at a certain point. Oh, yeah. I feel 100%. like at 42, 45, you've had enough time to party, to do drugs if that's what you're into, to sleep around if that's what you're into, to just make a damn fool of yourself and try multiple careers and just... Figure yourself out. At 42 to 45, I feel like you should have, you should be able to say, you know what, right now where I'm at, it's good, I'm comfortable, and I'm okay with it. I'm, ha- I'm happy with this. Yeah, I 100% feel the same way, and I think that's why midlife crisis is a thing, because people stop around that age, and they look at things, and they're like, I didn't either I'm happy or I'm not. Yeah. Like, there's that sense of regret that sets in. So, yeah, I I think that, that that's an age that makes sense to, like, stop and evaluate things. And either you should be on the right, well, you should be on the right track. Funny thing you mentioned, midlife crisis. My sisters once told me that they think I'm going to have a bad one. <laughs> because you've been so reserved for most of your life and yeah. haven't really They're taken like, chances. I don't do anything. I'm just this little perfect kid. I'm not going out. I'm not doing the most not in drugs partying none of that so they're like oh when midlife crisis hits you it's gonna hit you like a brick people say similar things to me but everybody has a different type of personality right not everybody needs that kind of stuff in their life so it's not like they're gonna look back and regret it although some people don't they are some people do sorry look back and regret it but then also sometimes you um don't do a lot of things like that in your youth but then maybe you meet your life partner and then you and your life partner do a lot of crazy experiences together because you just that's your person that you trust and you're willing to like experiment within that bubble yeah for the rest of your life you don't have to do it in your youth because you might be with someone who like always experiments throughout their life within that safe space that you've created and like built agreed uh, I don't think, I, I hope I don't have a crazy midlife crisis. I really don't see myself going through that only because, as you said, personality, it's not within me. Yeah. I'm very controlled. And as much as I haven't done a lot of crazy things, I did go to college. I did have been living basically on my own since I was 16 years old. I 
have done any and everything I've wanted to do because I've been living on my own, so I could. And, and even then, I didn't do anything out of pocket, like Well, but illegal. that's exactly it. They're saying, why haven't you done things out of pocket? Because, you mentioned school, you mentioned because, living on your own. Those are responsibility things that come with maturity, yeah, but, but those aren't... And I still didn't do anything crazy because it's not in my personality to do it. Right. The so most you don't think you'll regret it. I've ever done was like dye my hair a different color. Three-year-olds do that. <laughs> and I'm telling you, it was enough for me. <laughs> I was like, ooh, my hair's red this this summer. Wow. Ooh. Oh my God, Michael, you're Shaking doing the, the most. table. <laughs> um, do you think that uh does your age inform decisions you make? Like some people are like, Well, I used to work in retail, so I get a lot of people who are like, Oh, I'm too old to wear that. Or yes. like, do you does that does that ever cross your mind? Yes. <laughs> Why? Uh, Not even just the clothing. You know example, what? But I wouldn't even say my age. I just I would say my my being <laughs> changes the way I because. So then the answer is no, because we're talking uh, about age, and I asked what? you if age informs it. All right, I'm gonna say no because I've never thought of something like, okay, I'm in my twenties, so I can no longer do a specific thing unless socially I'm not allowed to <laughs> in my twenties. Or by law, you know, you're not allowed to. Oh, yeah, But yeah, yeah. otherwise, I've never been like, because of my age, I shouldn't do that. But I would say, because it's not in me to do that, I just don't want to. But do you, okay, so not to, I just keep thinking of clothing because it's the easiest thing. But yeah. do you ever see yourself getting to a point in your life where you're like, maybe I've aged out of that. Like, maybe I'm too old to wear short shorts at this point. Let's Maybe see. these clothes are too tight for me. Maybe I should stop going to this club because it seems like something my age demographic shouldn't do anymore. Uh, you know what? Where it relates to clothes, I'm just going to answer the questions based off of the examples you gave. Short shorts. Um, I didn't used to wear a lot of them when I was younger which was is something a lot of younger people wear. I started because I was very conservative for some reason, not even like I grew up in a conservative home. Why is Siri listening to my conversation? Sh- shut up. Uh, but I started wearing it later on because time just got so hot and I'm like, I don't want to be sweating all the time. I would stop wearing short shorts in the summertime if I got to an age, not even an age, to a body type where short shorts were no longer flattering or comfortable on me. So again, the answer is no. Yeah, that's it. It wouldn't be no. age, it would be it, your it body type. It wouldn't be type. age, it would just be my body type. It's like, if when I put it on, I don't feel great in it anymore, then I'll stop wearing it. And for like a club, if I go into the club and I feel like I'm out of place, like I don't see anyone that looks like me or that I can relate to. If I go into a club at 60 and they're playing music I like, I'm staying Uh and I'm dancing and I'm drinking and I'm going to have a great time. But if I go into that club at 60 and they're playing nothing I can relate to and I can't connect with anyone there, then I'll be like, well, this one's not for me. Yeah. But it's not because, oh, I'm 60, I shouldn't be in a club. Because leading to my next question, at what point do you consider people to be old? I mean, it's there's no point. It depends on the person. Yeah. There's some old people who are very youthful. Not even just, well, physically youth, youthful, but also just like have Mentally. a youthful yeah, mind. Um, so I don't have any, there's no set number on it especially these days like old people are doing whatever the hell they want they're doing everything and a lot of them are way healthier and sharper mentally than a lot of us that are young exactly uh oh remember we watched that show the experiment on netflix and they divided people into age groups oh yes and there was some of the challenges they did like physical challenges mental challenges 
And remember, it was like kind of shocking to see that there's some of them where it was like, um, yes, the young people did good, but then the old people did better than the middle-aged people. Oh, yeah. So it wasn't like exactly how you would expect. Like it, it depended on the challenge, um, what was going on, who excelled the most. Definitely. So it doesn't really matter how old you are. You can do anything. When I think of mature people, I think of my parents all the time. And my dad is in his 60s and my mom is in her early 50s and they both look amazing. My mom, she has a picture of her right there. She looks like someone in her 30s. My dad looks like someone in his 40s. I see people that are like 60 something and when I see them, initially my mind goes to, oh my God, you're probably 90. Yeah. And it's not even a read, but it's just like they have gray hair all over. They've shrunken. <laughs> they smell like Ben Gay. They just look like their time is up. Yeah. And I think of my dad and I'm like, my dad could probably run further than I could. Yeah. He has more energy than I do. And that's a fact. <laughs> I think your your mental state of mind informs your aging a lot. Obviously, the way you live, the way you eat, the way you exercise yeah. um, can inform it too. Which makes me think I need to, to go vegan. Both my parents are vegetarians. I and, know. I've thought about going vegan And too. they look amazing and they're so fit and they're just so on it. And I feel like if I want to, like genetically, I come from these two amazing beings. So gene genetically, I should be great as I grow older full head of hair great bodies they're beautiful their skin is great and i'm like that's what i have to look forward to i'm excited yeah don't hold yourself back <laughs> but then i'm like they eat very well though and they exercise and i don't do any of that so maybe i need to well that's the toss-up right it's like some people are like oh i want to live as healthy as possible i want to live as long as possible and then other people are like i want to enjoy my life to the fullest while i'm here so if i mm -hmm. want to eat shit because it tastes good i'm gonna eat shit because i want to eat food that tastes good you know tastes good relative because my both my parents are in, they've been in the food industry for decades and both of them are amazing chefs and their food is always amazing but, yeah, I'm not one of those people who are like, oh, you need meat. But I'm just saying, yeah. like, um, candy. And, like, some people love fast food. Obviously, it's not good for you, but some people mm. love it. It's like, there's, there's, you see, you always see those people in, like, old age and they have, like, diabetes. And their doctor's like, you need to eat healthy. You need to start eating healthy or you're go basically going to die. And yeah. then they're still, like, sneaking behind their husband or wife's back to go get fast food because they like it and it tastes good. It's like, while I'm here, I'm just going to eat what I want. I kind of have that type of thinking sometimes. When it comes to food, I'm like, if I want it, I'm going to have it. But I don't even like fast food. I can't stand the scent of McDonald's. Yeah. No, I'm the same. McDonald's smells like, some people like weeks old oil. I remember driving past a McDonald's. I was going to visit a friend. She lives on the West End. Mm -hmm. There's a McDonald's at like Jane and Finch or something. Mm -hmm. It's disgusting. The entire intersection stinks. And it's just because of that McDonald's. And everyone else is flocking to it like, ooh, let's get the fries. I'm like, that fry that you're eating is radioactive. Some people like the smell. I mean, well, not some people. Most people like the smell. Like they designed it to smell a certain way. It repulses me. But hey, to each his own. Does physical age mean anything to you? Does the number mean anything? Uh, no. Like when people tell you, um, when people tell you how old they are, do you make assumptions based off of what they say? No, but I will say that when I was younger, I used to lie about my age. Why? Well, first of all, older <laughs> or younger? I guess older. I would say that I was older. Why? Because I was always the youngest person in a classroom. Oh, okay, well then that's and, a reason that makes sense. And no one would take me seriously. Yeah. 
I was always very smart. And in every class, I would always have a lot to say. And then they'd be like, oh, my God, OK, he's he's he has it together. But then I looked much younger than everyone else. And they'd be like, how old are you? And I was always so offended when they asked me that. I'm like, why does my age matter? I'm on, I'm, we're all on the same level here. I can do the same work you're doing. As a matter of fact, I'm doing it better than you. Because it's making them feel a type of way. And then once I say, oh, this is my age, you're like, oh, you're a kid. And I'm like, so everything I just said is discounted just because of my age. To some people, yeah. So when people asked me my age, I would always like try to avoid it or I'd be like, guess whatever you think i am and they'd be like oh 18 i'd be like huh i wish i was <laughs> <laughs> i'd be like i can't tell them the last time i was that age even when i used to teach i went in front of the classroom for the first time these are young adult learners and one of the first questions i was asked i was asked was what's my age of course because they're like oh god here we are young adult <laughs> learners and there's this young guy this person younger than us who's about to teach us yeah Hated it. I lied about my age sometimes. And they probably hated it too. Oh, I was cool. I was fun. But yeah, but they're <laughs> probably like, it probably made, maybe it made them feel less than. Maybe. This was like adult high school? No, these were like people out of high school. But were they doing post-secondary or were they doing like they were, catch up? No, they were doing like associate degrees. Oh. And diplomas. Well, to each their own. Yeah. I was like, I was there once. <laughs> <laughs> Five days ago. Uh, I'm like, I graduated last month. <laughs> joking um yeah you were asking about does the age like looking at someone what was your question when they say their age do you make assumptions assumptions how like when somebody says oh here's a good example you go on it say you go on a first date and it's not the world of online dating where it says their age or maybe they lied about their age on the profile so you say how old are are you and then they say their age say they say i mean we know how old you are so say they say they're in their early 20s do you think in the back of your mind or in the front of your mind, because I'm asking you how you feel about this thing, do you think, oh, well, that's really young. They're in a different place in their life. We're probably not going to match. Like, is that sitting in the back of your mind? Or if they're, they say an older age, are you like, hmm, maybe I'm not in the same place as they are. What are they doing interested in me? Uh, a few years ago, no, I wouldn't think of it either way, younger or older. When I was maybe three or four years younger than I am today. But right now, if I'm meeting someone and they are, let's say, five to six years younger than me or something like that, I'm going to wonder why, what are you sitting in, across from me for? Do you think there's like a, there's like a, um, a spot? Like what's that age in your, in your 20s where people are like, oh, you're young versus you're serious like people seem to think like oh if you're on this side of whatever number that is you're still in your 20s like figuring yourself out having fun not looking for a serious thing i see it as if you're on the lower side of 25 then you're just trying to have fun and figure out your life you're not trying to settle down right. and if you're above 25 then i think okay this person might be looking to settle at this point and maybe I can build something with this person. We can grow together mm -hmm. and build together and all of that. But if you're younger than that, then I'm just going to think that you're not ready for what I'm ready for. Do you think that... Um, Unless you, un Until you prove me wrong. You know? Yeah, for sure. Do you think... Do, does an age difference make... <laughs> does it uh, make a difference to you in relationships? Mm. <clears throat> 
I've dated younger than me and I've dated older than me and by how much for cons <laughs> for some context ballpark <laughs> I can't remember yeah right <laughs> the a decade older more than a decade I've dated someone that was more than a decade older than me fun yeah and it did not mean that they were as mature as me for sure they were a kid mentally uh-huh. And I was annoyed all the time. I was like, this is ridiculous. I feel like I'm the adult here. And I wanted us to be two adults in this situation. So, if, but if they were an adult, it wouldn't bother you at all? No. I feel like as long as I am attracted to you physically and mentally, then I don't care what age you are. What about the outside world looking in? Oh, I don't care about that. You don't want to, like, roll up to some place and then be like, oh, um, can we get your father something? I'd be like, no, that's not my dad. He's my lover. <laughs> oh, I live to make people uncomfortable. And then the waiter would throw up in his mouth a little bit. And, and I'd be away. like, you're fired. <laughs> <laughs> but no, um, I, like, at my age right now, I would not date anyone younger than 24. Anything below that to me is like, uh yeah, gross. Get I've never dated anyone outside of my age. The biggest difference I've ever... I haven't dated a lot of people, but the biggest difference was two years. Yeah. They were two years younger. But it was also when I was... Uh, like in your early 20s, late teens. Yeah, like 20 years old. So at that point, it's like... Same age group. Yeah, right? But, but even 24, that's still in my age group. Because it's not like I'm, I'm not in my 30s or anything. I'm like, still pretty young. <laughs> Anyways, so, but I feel like as a, a group of people that I will not date is twenty younger than 24. If you're 23 and younger, I'm not interested. Okay, so the question is, why but, not? Just because I feel like it would it's fair for me to give you an opportunity to live your life and figure things out before you come and try to settle down with me. Because I'm very intense and I'm very serious about my future and what I want from someone. So you're judging them? Yes. Let me just go closer to the microphone. Yes, I am. Because there could, <laughs> there could be somebody in that age group who's just as serious. There could be. And I've met people in that age group that I've given a shot because they talked a good game. And then when push came to shove... As time went on, they realized they actually want to go and experience a little bit more before they settle down. Well, dating so, is about taking chances. Yeah, and I don't want to, I don't like that. You see, that's the thing about dating for me. I hate it. I don't like to have to tell you my likes and dislikes. I don't have to do that to a brand new person. If I've done that with one person already, can I just stick with the person I've started with? Like, get, figure your shit out so we can make this work. I don't want to have to go reintroduce myself, tell this person about my family history, tell them about my likes and dislikes, my ailments, my this, my... I don't want to have to go through that anymore. You're blaming it a lot on the other person. That's all I'll have to say. No, I'm not blaming it on the other you person. You just said that they need to figure their shit out. But what if the relationship ended because you also had some shit? I'm sorry. Did someone say I had some shit? I don't shit because I'm perfect. Everybody poops. <laughs> I don't. I disperse the glitter. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, you mentioned earlier about um, you don't really care how someone, how old someone is as long as you're still attracted to them. Mentally so, and physically. Yeah. Of course. So at what age do you stop having sex? Or what age do you imagine that you would stop having sex? Oh, my goodness. Um, or wow. is there an age? Are I, you doing it on your bed? deathbed 
just I mean your deathbed could be fifty. So Okay, but say you're like you're like ninety. And 90? one of one of you has the oxygen tubes around oh your God, nose and a, you're just like oh That just seems like a lot of work. Just turn over for a second. You know what? Slap some KY. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> and go for it. Uh I feel like at a certain it still goes. Okay. So with regards to sex at a certain age at, at whatever age, if the mechanics still operate and you guys still have that drive and you can actually get on top of each other. Like sometimes you you have the drive and the mechanics work, but you just don't have the physical ability to get up and put yourself in those positions. Well, there's always a creative way to make that work. I mean, if the mechanics work, the desire is there and you can get it started. Yes, do it. Even if you're 107. Yeah, but I wonder when desire leaves because it's so tied to hormones, right? And old people, is. they lose their hormones. Exactly. So I was going to say that I feel like at a certain age, it no longer becomes about sex, but more about companionship and just having someone with you. Yeah, but then that just seems so sad to me. It's not because even now at my age, I like companionship and I just and I appreciate having people in my life that I that can support me and that I will I support as well. And sometimes it's more valuable than some cheap hookup or it's not a cheap hookup you're having sex with the love of your life who knows if you're 90 that means your partner probably died 20 years ago and you're doing it with some other stranger in the nursing home that would do you be know fun that too. some nursing homes have like high levels of stds yeah because that's what they're be that's what they'd be doing in there because there's nothing to lose it's just like <laughs> i'll sleep with this person this day and this person the next day who cares <laughs> cares indeed yeah i think it would be so cute if it's like you're really old and you're still with your partner and it's like the mechanics don't work but you just are like making out like teenagers because it's like they're still you're still so attracted to that person how and what age do you imagine this would be i don't know you're like not 80 because people have sex at 80 because at a certain age you start to lose saliva in your mouth and you get no you get a like really dry mouth at a certain age okay but you're going way too and then you're talking about making out i'm like we're both just gonna be ashy lips and no saliva just trying to kiss like okay but pretend it wasn't that like holy (laughs) god well if it wasn't that and both partners their mechanics just don't work yeah like the downstairs doesn't work but it's like i still want to like feel close then yeah sure make out all day that would be really yeah that'd be cute like hold hands and just kiss all day yeah nothing wrong with that uh, is there a certain age you feel like people should retire? I know like governments for most countries say 65 for men, 60 for women. But is there a point where you think... You think there's different age for men and women? There is for a lot of places. Not Canada. Well, I'm not from Where here. we're equals. Uh, 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 what age is it in Canada? 60 for everyone or 65? Uh, I don't know. They move it around. I can't remember if it's 60 or 62 or 65, whatever. Anyways, I know that... Actually, yes, it is 60 and 65. My old landlords, they are from here. And they lived and work here, worked here for all their lives. And I remember speaking with her, the wife, and she's like, I retired at 60. But my husband, I had to stay in Canada and wait until he, he got to retire five years later. Maybe we do have separate ones. Yeah. Because I guess it's tied to life expectancy. And I don't know why but they... wait, no, because women live longer, longer, so they should have but to I work feel like longer. They, think men have the physical ability to go a little bit more misogynistic it is but hey um 
Plus, if the man dies first at like 75, 10 years later, then the wife has more checks to collect from his death. <laughs> yeah. But that's if you're not making a lot of money because you can retire whenever you want. Well, anyone can retire whenever they want. But generally, that's when you're expected to retire because that's the general thing for John Q. Public. Yeah. And that's when you get your money. That's when you get your money from the government. Right. But like both of my parents are retired and they are not 60. Yeah, but then, as you said, they have money and yeah. so certain you can, careers you can afford to. But you can I, retire early. I know people that have loads of money and they didn't retire at 60. They're just like, I just want to keep working. Is I would probably too. Maybe not. Okay, say I'm past 60 and I have a lot of money. Maybe I'm not doing five days a week. Mm-hmm. But I still need to work. Unless I had a hobby that was like um, work, like I need something to, I need like a project or something to be. Yeah. You can't just walk around the house every single day. I don't know if I would fully retire at all. Depends on how, depending on how old I get to live and what my body is able to do at a certain point. If I'm living up to 95 and at 90 years old, it's like I can barely walk and stand for any amount of time then i'll be like okay hang it up because my body just can't go through it yeah but as long as i'm able to go out and do things i want to be able to do that no matter how much money i have i just want to be able to be active yeah mentally and physically you need to have have something because there's also a lot of stories where you like see people who um like will work up until they're like 70 Mm -hmm. and then it's like a week after they retired, they drop dead. Because it's like you you need to be pushing your body to like do things. Yeah. It's like you can't work your whole life and then just do nothing. Your body is just like, what the hell happens? Okay, we're out of here. And that's just it. You die. What age would you pr- want to die? What age would I want to die? I've never thought about it. Yeah, but a lot of people say they don't want to live forever because at a certain point, the quality of life is just so... Yeah, I wouldn't want to be like decrepit and like not actually here living but i also would love to go in my sleep from old age so (laughs) i would love it not to be painful it's funny i think a lot of times when people wish that on themselves they end up getting like the death by being squished by a bus or something damn i mean i'm okay with it as long as it's quick like you don't have to feel a lot of pain yeah, like I don't want to be hit by the bus and then laying there on the asphalt and then go to the hospital and then surgery and then try to recover from surgery and then slip into a coma and then die after that. Yeah. I just want to be hit by the bus and die 20 seconds later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like if you get hit by a bus, like going 105 miles per hour, you're going to die instantaneously. Uh, not necessarily. I would hope so. <laughs> I would hope so. People survive weird things. I can't think of an age that I would want to die. I feel like as long as I'm able to have a good quality of life, let me live. Life is a gift and I would never be like, at this point, I'm tired of it. Take it from me. Maybe if I I have dementia, then again, I won't even remember anything. So who cares? But if I'm not able to walk, I'm bedridden. I have people like giving me sponge baths all the time. My, My butt's sore. I'm chafed. I'm just not having a great time in this world. I'd be like, uh, Lord, whenever you're ready, I'm just here waiting. (laughs) (laughs) What age do you think um, people should have children? Uh, You know what? In certain cultures, kids, girls start having babies at like 12. And because that's when your body can physically start doing it. Uh, For 
Me personally, I would like to have my kid in my early 30s. Like that's when I would like to have my first kid. So I have a few years to go and I have a few accomplishments I would like to to see come to fruition before I have my first kid. Uh, in general, I feel like people should plan kids. That's it. I don't know if there's an age necessarily. If you have the means to have that kid earlier on, go ahead. Like a lot of people, they get married at like 18, 20, and the boyfriend... Who's a lot of people? Uh, Okay, let's see. Indian, people in the Indian culture, in the mm-hmm. African culture, mm-hmm. and, and I know of a lot of Caucasian people too where they're from the south and they get married pretty early whether it's because it's arranged or that's just the culture to find a boy as soon as you're out of school and get hitched these people they're they can do it because certain things are set up for them like for instance becky and ronald they're high school sweethearts they get married at 18 19 respectively and ronald is the son of this man who has a multi-million dollar car dealership in town and Becky's parents do pretty well for themselves. Ronald has a guaranteed job and the business is going to go to him after a few years. Yeah. And so they can afford to have kids right away. Right. So pop them out real quick. I don't blame you, Becky. Like, get those kids out of the way. But for Marsha and Devin, who met each other in their 20s, got married and they don't have that the means, they don't have the amazing job, they don't have the family backing financially they have to be renting they don't they didn't just get a down payment gifted to them from their parents in a house then both of them Marsha and Devin they just can't afford it so instead of having that kid when they got married at 24 26 then they might maybe have to wait until 32 35 to have that kid right because that's when they're financially ready to have that kid yeah i feel like people these days are being smarter about it and that's why people are having that's one of the reasons why people are having kids later it's like let me just maybe buy a house first buy a car first i feel very strongly about that i'm not having a kid unless i own a home if i don't own a property i'm not having a kid yeah I mean, I, I feel the same way, but it's not for everybody. Mm-hmm. Some people yeah. are comfortable renting their whole lives. And That's I get it. Like a lot do. of people, they have their kids and it's not planned. It's like an oops thing. I mean, you, you deal with it as it comes. But if you have a choice and an option and you're trying to be smart about it, I would wait until I have a home and something stable that I'm doing that brings in an income. And the car is like whatever. Depending on where you live, you might not need a car. But if that's something you want, get that too yeah without those things the kid shouldn't even be and it shouldn't even be a discussion like yeah we want it but just wait until these things come into play in your opinion in my opinion like i know i'm gonna have a kid as long as i'm alive and things work out the way i'm planning on them which is all those things i mentioned coming into play then yeah the kid's gonna be coming too shortly after what about you um i would have a kid in my mid-30s i mean i'm pushing well, I'm about to start pushing my 30s, so... Okay, you have a while to go. Calm down. <laughs> I'll be 27 in a few months. What do you call a few months? Almost a year from now? When's my birthday? In May. Yeah, we're practically in 2021 already. Okay, you're just jumping the gun. Reel it back a little bit. <laughs> Anyways, I'm about to start getting into those late 20 years, and then it's like 30s just right around the corner, and it's not like I'm just going to meet somebody and then get married to them and have a kid like two months after I say I do. Mm. So I'm just thinking like the way it is now, 
I could see having a kid by like the time I'm 35, especially if I were to adopt, then that could be like a two year process in itself. So it's like, yeah, mid 30s. Would I be ready for a kid by 30, 31? I don't know. I would certainly rise to the occasion, mm. but am I planning for it? I don't know. It depends. Like you, do I have my house by then? How long have I been with my partner? How stable do I feel like our relationship is? Not that I like. I don't feel like I need to get married before I have a kid. That's the thing. I wasn't even calculating a partner in the situation. <laughs> yeah, for you, but I'm not. I'm not having a kid without a partner. Well, then you're having it for the wrong reasons. What uh, do you mean? Excuse me. Why do you need someone else in um, your specific situation where it's not like you need a woman to have the child? I just think that it's a lot of responsibility, mm-hmm. and it's not something that I think. I don't think parenting is going to come naturally to me. I'm not like a social individual. So it's like, am I going to love the child? Of course. Do I, will I, you know, <laughs> I don't know how to say it other than like, uh, will he know when people, to feed it? <laughs> of course. When to, when to give it a walk? But parenting comes naturally to some people. It, it doesn't come as naturally to other people. Do I think I'm a good manager? Yes, but have like raising kids is not like managing people, um, people at work uh, so i think it would be great to have a partner to help you with that bounce off of and kind of come to an understanding of what is the best way to raise this person in this world you see i don't have those same concerns only because i feel i have really great paternal instincts i'm like a father figure and older brother type to my siblings and a lot of my friends and just people I meet throughout life. So because I have that innate thing in me to nurture everyone, I feel like having a kid is just going to be a walk in the park. Not to say that parenting is easy, but I feel like whatever challenges I'm thrown, I'll be able to rise to them and I'll be able to figure it out. I am not naturally that person. And not to say that I don't think that I'll raise, uh, like I'll rise to the challenge, but, and not to say that I think it will be super difficult to be a parent, but I would just rather have a team. A t- you need a village. I want a village, yes, a village of two, at least, to raise my kid. When you have your kid, just have your mom live with you or something. My mother does not want to live with me, and I'm not putting raising a child on my mother, and she would never say yes to that either. So I don't you know, know where some parents are really into that type of thing. They're like, "Have your kids and just leave them with me, so I can raise them." I'm like, "Yeah, my mom's the opposite." My don't. My parents are not like that. My mom is like, "Your kids are your kids. I've done my job. Yeah, <laughs> these are your responsibilities." Exactly. Yeah, I could never get my mom to like, "Oh, mom, come raise my kid for me." No. My mom doesn't even want to live with me. <laughs> She's like, if. If I ever had to live with you, like, I would want it to be, like, a basement apartment type situation. Like, I don't want to be the grandmother who lives down the hall. Like, that is not my vibe. That's very much a lot of different cultures vibe. It's not mine either. Because my parents are very much independent people. They are vibrant. They want to be on their own. They want to live their lives. They like they raised us already. If we need them for anything, they're there. But just don't think that they are still supposed to do everything for you exactly yeah i see myself with a kid in probably seven or eight years which is a lot of time i have plenty of time to like prepare for that so now you're saying the same timeline as me no i said early 30s you said seven or eight years (coughs) are you trying to give people my age here (laughs) (laughs) six are you afraid people are gonna find out you're 37 
Yeah. <laughs> like, God damn it, man. Um, yeah, anywhere between six to eight years, I feel like, should be enough time for me to prepare. Because, as I said, I have a bunch of things I want to get done first. Mm-hmm. But if not... If I were a careless hetero and I had a kid, like, uh, fall in my lap tomorrow, I would still make it work. You know what I mean? Yeah, I said the same thing. Like, my one of my last long-term relationships, I was like, or maybe we were like, we probably, like, talked about it. Because you just talk about those things when you date people. Yeah. But we were like, oh, what would happen if, like, we had a kid? And I was like, I don't want a kid, but if it happened, I would be fine with it. Like, at that point, I had already graduated college, so I was like, whatever. Yeah. She was in school. I was like, yeah, you keep doing school, and I would right. raise the kid in its, like, infant years, and that would be fine. I feel like that's just human nature. If something pops up on you, you figure it out in the moment, and you make it work. But not always. Not always. Not everyone has those instincts. Because if that happened to me in, in like, high school, I wouldn't feel the same way. If it happened to me in high school, I would attack it the same exact way then again i've always been an old person because you're a traditionalist (laughs) not that i'm a traditionalist but i've always been a very mature young man so it's like if i have a responsibility i will see it through i I just why you wear condoms and you take birth control you hear that kids well this was a long one i think that he said (laughs) that's such an old joke (laughs) but i made it homo Oh, God. All right, Jack. <laughs> I think that's all the time we're going to allot to this episode because it's ran way more than way longer than we thought it would. Uh, don't forget to comment down below uh, what you thought of this week's episode. And if you have any questions and want to us to like talk about a different topic, my Instagram, Twitter, J-A-H-Q-U-A-U-N. Do you want to share your handles this week? You can follow me on Twitter at Cody J underscore underscore Get that double underscore in there. And make sure you rate the podcast and comment on the podcast. Leave oh, a rating. Yes. Do that. On Apple Podcasts, on Spotify Podcasts. It helps other people find the podcast. Please do that, guys. And that's it for this week. Bye. Bye.